This week's episode of Bonfireside Chat is brought to you by Ian Sonefeld. Thank you so much. If you would like to be like Ian, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kick us a couple dollars a month. Patreon is a crowdfunding thing that we do to support the network. Uh, think of it as an ongoing Kickstarter, and you can get some rewards uh, for your generosity. Once again, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. You have met the king, have you? Life is never easy, never fair, even more so on this path you've chosen. May you find your peace one day. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm David Pavlis. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a cursed favorite. And this week we are talking about the Shrine of Amana and the Undead Crypt. And as you heard, we're, we're, we're uh, joined by David. Hey, David, how's it going? Hey, I'm, yeah. I'm doing all right. I'm ready to talk about two zones that just punished punished me so raw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think that you're not alone there. I think yeah. that up until we get to the DLCs, probably this is probably the toughest area. For sure. Oh, man. And it got, it got yeah. that patch, too, so it's easier if you play it nowadays. Yeah, he's yeah, whippers. Kids will never understand what we went through <laughs> uh, with our with our vinyl and our and our homing soul crystals. Tell the, <laughs> uh, t- t- tell the audience audience a little bit about yourself, David. Uh, yeah, I I am a research dude uh, who works at Riot Games. Uh, I, I do research on League of Legends and sort of help with I don't know all sorts of sciency stuff. Uh, my background's in psychology, and I've been doing game stuff for for a while now also make games and chat about games and i'm a big nerd on the internet yeah i i have to say i'm very impressed with the with the uh uh, emphasis that riot puts on uh research especially as regards player behavior so kudos to you oh thank you yeah they, they do they do good work there yeah yeah david david is is someone who i met via the internet via our mutual friend and uh found out he was a a soulsman and uh, oh, we, there's said, hey. plenty of us Soulsmans. <laughs> yeah, the, the, and this is where Soulsmen like to gather. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured, why not uh, see if this Soulsman wanted to uh, jump on the Soul Chat? Get on the Soul yeah. Train. Is get, uh, get around yeah. that fire. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> gather around the, the bonfire. Yeah. Is uh, is Souls popular, right? Uh, yeah, a bunch of us actually really like Dark Souls. Um, it's, it's sort of, uh, I remember when in prep for two, uh, one one coworker was playing one for the first time, and there was this kind of perverse pleasure in, in circling around their desk and watching them encounter various things for the first time, <laughs> and just sort of having that delightful dramatic irony of ah oh, something bad is going to happen to them and they don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell when something's bad about something bad's about to happen because like nobody's breathing. <laughs> like, you, you all stop breathing. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I just had a you thought. See all, so, all the animals stop it, in the forest. <laughs> yeah, the birds just fall from the sky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what, what were you saying? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I When I said we're all gathered around the bonfire, I was thinking of us being like warm and, and you know putting our hands out and it being toasty. But the bonfires are powered by like bones, right? Like they run on bone dust. Yeah. Yeah, that, toasty that, bones. It, yeah, toasty bones 
Toasty, Toasty Bones, bones for the and my Dark Souls character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Toasty Bones. Um, yeah, and this this uh, this area is not particularly warm either. And no. if you make it warm, it's quite moist. In trouble. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. It, yes. It's custardy. Um, <laughs> the yeah. So the uh, the shrine of what did we do? Uh, what did we do last time, Cole? Well, previously we stormed the Dread Castle Drang Lake, only to find that the throne sat empty. And at the urging of Queen Nashandra, we fled down the King's Passage to take a long, hard look at the Mirror Knight before hopping onto an elevator to a linear plot. Or at least a linear progression of stages. stages yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. If not a plot. I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of narrative inside inside this bad boy. That's yeah. actually, I think that's why Amana is one of my favorite areas of the game, is there's a lot of cool, hidden Dark Soulsy stuff in it. Yeah, I was just about to ask, um, because when uh, you're one of the, the first uh, guests we talked to, so it was, it was one of those things where it's like, hey, what are you doing in six months? Um, <laughs> you know, and I remember asking you, like, what area you're interested in, and, and you uh, you picked these ones specifically. So but I think and, and I was going to ask you what that reason was. So. Uh, reason one was they punished me so brutally that <laughs> uh, commiserating with people about that sounded nice. And... <laughs> Honestly, I thought I thought Amana and the Crypt were some of the most evocative areas in the game. Um, I know a lot of people feel really strongly about the castle and about like the 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 dragon area and things like that. But um, Amana is really sad and and kind of somber and feels feels very Dark Souls in that a lot of things have clearly happened to lead it to this place, and now it's just kind of static, and you're sort of disturbing it by going in there, which is a very a neat Dark Soulsy feeling for me. Yeah, yeah, and just even just uh, aesthetically, like I, for my money, I think this is the most beautiful area in any of the Dark Souls games. Oh yeah, it's got the, specifically. the lights. Yeah, like this is just is just gorgeous. Like this just does it for me visually, especially with the the PC version because the uh, the PS3 version. We'll talk about this a little bit because it impacts it mechanically. But the PS3 version with the lower resolution, it was harder to see how good it looked, and then also harder to you know make out enemies hiding in the weeds and such. Or those frickin' drops in the water. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I think that I like these areas a lot uh, narratively just because it does return to that indirect style of, uh, you know, of, of narrative that Dark Souls does, you know, so well. And, like, this is kind of a conclusion of sorts, right? Before we, mm -hmm. you know, proceed back beyond this, you know, false wall that we've, you know, found here, you know, in, in Drang Lake and beyond. And the story that this tells, you know, you're absolutely right to say it is one, you know, of like false hope and then almost entirely lost hope, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the creepy reveal at the end of this, these these two stages was really upsetting to me. Like the, I don't know if this is jumping ahead, but the way they structure sort of the end point just feels wrong. Like you, like, like things didn't turn out the way they're supposed to. And uh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely talk about that. Like, uh, and and I have a, a similar similar kind of feeling to it. Is is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. um, so so what these things are, what these areas are. Um, so there's there's a shrine beyond Castle Drang Lake where the undead curse can be lifted. Uh, we're told, and this is a place of unimaginable power. And there are a sect of women charged with stealing away a demon who hungers for flesh. Um, when we get there, you know, it's this, this flooded shrine city and wa it's washed over by these hollowed fallen soldiers and of an invading force of Lindelt. Do you have a, a cool, I'm looking through notes here. Do you have mm -hmm. a source for the invading part? Um, yeah. Of oh, by for the, the, uh, yeah, yeah, we got the, you the crypt. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't remember reading anything about them invading Amana, but I did remember reading about them invading the crypt. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Since uh, since the crypt lies beyond this, it's a it's a fairly safe assumption. Yeah, yeah at least the uh, the yeah, the Lin Delta. Yeah, yeah. because the uh, the Amana sorcerers like they're kind of in cahoots now because when you're hollowed. Yeah. You know, hey, anything goes. <laughs> yeah. you know, we're, we're, all, we're all the same on the inside. <laughs> they okay. just happen to both be facing the same direction when they hollowed. So now they yeah. just attack that direction together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, just, it just worked out that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there are kind of two separate forces here, and that's important. There are the original, the kind of the uh, the Milfinito and the, the Amana priestesses, and then the invading force from Lindelt. Yeah. Let's talk about the, the like the topography of this area because we've alluded to this being beautiful, but let's you know hit some specifics. This to me is really evocative of like Ash Lake and the Great Hollow and a little bit of things betwixt, because it's got this nice cool color palette, and you're looking up at the sun kind of coming down through this tangle of of roots, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that uh, reminded me a lot of original Dark Souls where you could look up and see the weird like tree sky on a lot of the levels. Yeah. For, for for sure. And then just that that uh, use of colored light. I don't know if that makes me simple that I'm so like <laughs> I'm so bowled over by just like, hey, water and colored light. Like I realize that's a, a Spencer's gifts or like, you know, kind of thing. Like I could just go in and get like a fountain that does that. Um, you know, Spencer's just, like, gifts is a is a business that does well. Like they're on to something. So I don't <laughs> yeah. think I don't think you need to beat yourself up too much about yeah. this. When, when they when they first uh, came upon the the Hooter Tutor, the farting owl toy, I remember thinking that this was the this this was a real sea change in the world of farting owl toys, and uh, and I was not wrong. If you hate Spencer's gifts, you hate success. Yeah, yeah in and America, America yeah. and capitalism and bongs. Yeah, all things I hate. Um, Ron Paul, so, twenty twelve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, so if you like colored light, man, have I got a custom quake map for you, um, <laughs> but you're, but you're absolutely right. This is kind of like a great counterpoint to, uh, to the black gulch, you know, it's, yeah. it's glowing fauna of, of, of a different sort that is, you know, kind of meant to be, I don't know, entrancing, I guess. It actually reminded hmm. me a whole lot of this level reminds me of, uh, final fantasy 10. Yeah. And that it hmm. has a lot of like water, it has a lot of blue lights, and it has very important like fireflies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting I, I didn't make that connection, but that's that's on point. I think yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. And just the way that it reveals this, you know, this this kind of amazing view, like just all at once, right? Before you get down to ground slash water level and you know, realize what kind of hell you're in for. Um that right. that, that, that initial moment is like breathtaking. Yeah, big, and then big, you get big ambushed by one of those Lindelt soldiers on your way down. Yeah. And then you yeah, go, oh, shit, it started. <laughs> it begins. Yeah, it, immediately. <laughs> immediately this guy comes, which is uh, one of the things. So they give you tons of twinkling titanite. So it's kind of weirdly perverse. Like this area is very hard, but you're encouraged to spend some time here, depending yeah. on what kind of what kind of build you have. Um, you're used to the kind of the two enemies. So these uh, Lindelt clerics and then the uh, the waterlogged hollows, like the frogmen. Yeah. Hollows, which are um, just, you know, dead people who have been there long enough, is my understanding. So they're just kind of, they've adapted to an underwater environment. And the interesting thing about these guys is that they're docile as long as they're looking at fireflies, which is like, what is that song? The, um, <laughs> Owl City? Uh, yeah, it's like that All City. They're little little All City fans. Um, yeah. Well, no, I, I've okay. So the, the, they are music fans, but I think that they get docile and the fireflies are out when the Milfinito are singing. 
Everything that I've like read the links them. The little ones dance. Yeah. Yeah. It's well the the Milfinitos singing causes the fireflies to dance, mm-hmm. which chills these guys out. Yeah. They just get real so, blessed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It it is it's like catnip. Yeah. For them. It's like wandering into a Spencer's from the hot topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally, I am home. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Give me a big plastic stein. <laughs> I actually um, found that the to me the deadliest enemy in this area is the water because the contrast between the ground and where the ground isn't ground anymore when you're in the water is extremely difficult to see unless you have a torch out. So when yeah. when all the enemies are coming at you and you're dodging stuff, it's so easy to just fall down and drown. Well, and, and the perverse thing is that the game uh, disincentivizes having a torch. Like, they give you torches, yes. but having a torch <laughs> will cause these uh, waterlogged undead to, to make a beeline for you from, from kind of a greater distance. That, is that a firefly? The, uh, yeah, exactly. Or, or they're just mad because it's like... It's pretending to be a firefly. It's it's besmirching the honor of them. It's like you the honor of the glow bugs. Yeah. When everything anything besmirches the honors of games or gamers, we like to, to jump all over it. So yeah. the, uh, in a way I understand them. It's an insult to um, games. Yeah. Yeah. Shudder. <laughs> we all get sad. Yeah. <laughs> because we can't go a single episode without it. Well, I, I, I can't yeah. go a single day without reading about it. So. Yeah, me too. No, yeah. I, that was that wasn't a criticism. That was more me speaking uh, as as somebody in the audience. Yeah, people are at some point probably sick of hearing us. Oh well, I mean, tough shit. A... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for the, sure. Uh, cast light works especially well for this. Um, you know, if you yeah, are if you're a witch, <laughs> <laughs> it also makes the air look even more pretty because it has another colored light. That sounds tempting. To yeah, me. it's. A, I don't know why, but I think that this is a good plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. So you, you make your way through this thing, and you run into your first. Uh, well, your first non-caged Milfinito. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this is the same same uh, person that we saw caged behind the embedded, mm-hmm. and we could talk about Milfinitos a little bit. Yeah. Um. Because these, these guys took me one of the things in Dark Souls Two that took me the longest to kind of get at all. I understand, and also even just kind of the greater lore community to get. I feel like the question of these two areas and of the Milfinitos one of the last things tackled by by people who like to make suppositions on this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you don't really like. There's some clues that are dropped later in this level that sort of open it up, but their their initial stuff is hella cryptic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Specific. I mean, like when, specifically. If you know they they say outright that they make the little ones dance and it calm you know brings people the dead ones peace or what have you, but it seems like such a, a specific, like doesn't it seem a little too specific and, and weird to have just an entire order of of people who just you know will we sing to make fireflies dance? It's like a Rube Goldberg esque like <laughs> monofunction society thing. Yeah. I sort of wondered like, if the the fireflies or the little ones they referenced were like a a adaptation of the uh the humanity spirits because that would kind of make sense as to why you would have someone devoted to that if that's what the dead become in the game Hmm. because they're like they're taking care of the dead similar to another group that will meet on our path here yeah and Hmm. if if in dark souls world fireflies have now become what those little spirits look like which i think you see them in the intro too don't you there's that that tree that has a bunch of them on it yeah 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 or at least similar some kind of similar going sprite yeah yeah 
you know, like the way that I read this, you know, obviously they have Nito in their name, and so does this later sect. Um, that that is, doesn't mean anything. That doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> add up. I don't, well, they, I don't know what you're referencing here. They, they explicitly <laughs> allude to, uh, you know, to, to, to the great old dead one or something like that, um, to, you know, to, to, to the first of the dead, you know, harkening back to Nito or at least some order that has descended from his teachings, right? Um, but also, you know, these are, you know, they, they, they mention a sect here that has lost its way. So it could be that they've wandered away from their initial purpose and kind of taken up just like singing because that is all they remember. Because as we see a little bit later, they're in the process of hollowing. And that is, you know, probably what led to, you know, this area turning as bad as it did, right? Um, I, I thought I've read that the the actual the priestesses that um the the Amana priestesses are the ones that had gone hollow. If you're if you're referring to the people who kind of dropped the ball and, and let the demon of song out. Like I don't think that that if if you're I don't think that is this the same as the the Milfinito. Okay. Yeah, they don't they don't seem to be human. Like they don't seem to be uh hollowable in, in that sense. There, there's one that looks beat up, but she doesn't look hollow to me. If it's the one that's right outside the boss chamber. Yeah, to to, to yeah. me to me I read her as like, you know, maybe one death down, you know, when you when you <laughs> when you see in the progressive, you know, in the progressive hollowing. Yeah, right? yeah. And it, it very much also could be that they were initially in the crypt and wandered outside of it. They you know, they, they mention, you know, several times, you know, we are we are one of many, right? They are legion, they all, you know, kind of have a hive mind thing going. Um, and that they uh have been here forever and will always be here, right? The um yeah yeah for sure and like well one of the things I, I remember reading on is kind of just like looking up pe- different people's opinions about this is that the um the undead that are hanging outside of the in the in the shrine of Amana who aren't able to get into the undead crypt um are there because that you know being in the undead crypt is for you know some kind of royalty or some kind of uh, like a status thing for the dead um and that maybe these people are here because they're providing a measure of comfort. Like the undead crypt is a way to comfort people who are undead mm-hmm. to kind of pretend to be mm-hmm. dead. Like it's dark and quiet and there are people protecting you from being killed by adventurers seeking experience. Yeah. And uh, these guys are, you are possibly here to kind of provide a measure of comfort to but, people who are outside the gates. But doesn't Agdane specifically say that death is equitable and that, uh, and that every one and all are accepted there. So long as they <laughs> uh, so like show the proper reverence. He does, but he also, like, one, I can't square that circle with why there are hollows just hanging out outside of it, like, mm-hmm. like why the uh, the river hollows. But then also, like, that place, one of the things about uh, the Undead Crypt is it's so full. Like, there are rooms you can't walk through because graves are too thick. Yeah. So I thought maybe it, it is, like, almost a concern, like, no room at the end kind of thing. Hmm. So. Huh. It could yeah, also yeah. just be a, that at this point they've sort of stopped. Like, it feels like a place that had more formal function and is sort of in disrepair in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. I I could for sure see that as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Who knows? Have we talked about, have we talked about those nightmare shrine maidens yet? We, 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 we're almost there. (laughs) Okay. I think we've alluded to them from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're on our way. Real, just real quick, too. Um, I mentioned this like many episodes back, but another like lore thing I can't quite figure out is I have no idea why there's a curse pot here. Yeah, that's the crazy thing, right? It's like right inside that first hut. Yeah, or right, right outside it, right. And it's it's kind of askew, like it's it's falling down. But you know that has stymied any of my efforts to kind of figure out what the deal is with curse pots. Yeah. 
Like it makes sense for them to be outside of uh, uh, Bright Sound Sonora, Bright Sound Sonora, you know, Seath Curse, like associating those kind of things. Like it makes more sense to me than um, and by outside of Bright Sound Sonora, I mean um, in the uh, the Shaded Woods. But the um, here, like I just have no idea why one's there. It feels insignificant. Is it because of Lindell? Like, well, Lindell's never been previously associated with them either. Like, it could be. Like, they could have brought them. Oh, with I always, them. Yeah. I always kind of assumed they were related to them because um, they were that that aren't they the Drake cult groups? Yes. Yeah. 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 And specifically, the, uh, the 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 melee fighters that you find here have the arch Drake uh, stuff. Yeah. Including uh, that shield, which has a pretty interesting. Um, no, it's a slumbering dragon shield, which uh, which further associates them with uh, with the dragons. Yeah, but not. I mean, I guess with dragons in general, but I don't. I'm don't necessarily associate them with like laughing curse monstrosity yeah. things. All that I can think Trying of is you know there, there there's very little there's very little sign that Aldia has tampered here, except for one real big one later. Mm-hmm. Um, like like that 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 is the only the only thing I could see. Like it's the only inroad into why that would be here, because we've kind of established in the past, right, that those are you know weapons. Basically, they're, they're, it's biological warfare, right? That's what they. That's what they seem like. Yeah, at least to me. Yeah. So, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I think. Do we see more of those in the uh, undead crypt? No. no. This is the. Uh, are, I think this is the last one we run into. Actually. Oh, uh, what are the what are the jars that? Oh, those must be the poison ones. Well, I think I think those are water. Yeah. Or oh, oil. Okay. Like, well, yeah, one or the other. It's another kind of liquid, though. It. You know, either set you on fire. If, I think I think they're actually there if you roll through them with a torch mm-hmm. because it looks like it looks inky. When you've done, <laughs> I've never done it with a torch though, so it might just be water. Yeah, but, gotcha. Yeah, we have the second area, so you get that merciful bonfire. <laughs> and uh, now this <laughs> this is the area. This area is very merciful. <laughs> well, I was I was thinking about uh, when I went through today because when I was refreshing my memory, I'm like I'm going to go through it with just a melee build just to make sure you know it's possible and. And go through it and see how it's changed with the patch and everything, and not because even on on mostly melee builds, I'd have some kind of distance weapon usually. Um, and I wonder if people would dislike this area a little bit less if there was a bonfire at that like the third rest. Like we're just at the second one now, but at the one right before the home stretch, if there's a bonfire there, I bet you people would be if they didn't have to do this next stretch. You know, every time they died in the next area, I think they'd be a little bit happier. I, I certainly would have been. I I did this as a primary melee build with a little bit of miracle, so I had some some lightning spear, but not mm. a lot. And uh, yeah. I wasn't using like poison arrows or anything, and uh, it was brutal. Like uh, the 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 sort of rests you have are spaced out really far. Yeah, and they and they cover each other. The uh, the casters. Um, you yes. have this insane range, and and their position in a way that if you close the distance to melee one, another one has you in their sights. Yeah, yeah. You can roll like around the the homing soul mass, but it's it's really difficult to then also attack and not get hit by the next one. Yeah, yeah. That that's really the issue. If you're just dealing with one of them, it's pretty easy because they they move really slowly. So the roll timing is is not tricky at all. But you're almost yeah. always dealing with multiple ones or the waterlogged undead. Uh, you know, just kind of waiting in on the side path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, when we mentioned like, hey, pre-patch, post-patch, what they did in the patch was actually make the uh, um, the the homing less severe, right? And also, I think decrease the distance that they would fly. Um, yeah, they they nerfed them pretty hard. Yeah. Um, the homing is is much easier to deal with now. They used to feel very like 
more like a missile and less like a lazy, lazy car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's now like driving a Kingsfield four and previously it was, and previously it was like driving a Kingsfield one, the, uh, just like super tight turning radiuses. Yeah. The, um, yeah. Which made this really, really hard. Yeah. Like it, unless you're an archer of some kind, mm-hmm. because even with uh sorceries, you don't, your lock on range is like half of theirs. Right. So even with those lightning spheres that you had, David, like it doesn't, you still have to get close enough to where they can shoot you to use them. There's there's um, one way you can deal with it, which I learned much later, which is the binoculars let you aim sort of like um, Spyglass mm-hmm. used to. Yeah. So you could you could first person shooter them if you were clever, but I'm not clever. <laughs> <laughs> the the area here that that wrecked me forever is right after that hut. So there's this this cool hut that you go into, and I think you meet another. No, you don't meet a Milfonito, yeah. but you can get like a, a summon in there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, Felicia the right Brave. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> right after that, you you have a melee guy rush right at you, and just a in seemingly infinite amount of soul arrows just coming to destroy you. <laughs> I think there are three that can get you uh, from the from the back door of that hut. And yeah. there's like these low walls that are in perfect video game fashion. <laughs> Not possible to trip over, but completely possible to block your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And not For high sure. enough to block any projectiles. Oh, no, never. No. Yeah, what? They, what are you, crazy? There, there are like areas where you literally, this is like a cover-based shooter. Mm-hmm. Like yes. if you were shooting, like when you actually get to the area, that first area outside there where she's standing with the pillars. Um, if you have a bow and arrow, you can kind of do... Stop and pop, <laughs> Gears of War style shooting. It's one of those crates and barrels. I mean, that didn't yeah. <laughs> feel in theme. Yeah, and I kept picking up ammo. I had nothing to use it for. What am I do with these 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 forty five bullets? Yeah. Um, th- this hut was where I was. I was saying how I wish there was a, a bonfire in there. Or I did the first time I was playing it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I think people be nice. because every time you die, you have to go through this whole thing, and it's just huge. Yeah. yeah. And I think that this second area really underlines, you know, one of the you know gameplay themes of this area, which is like when we when, when the developer controls your movement as, mm-hmm. as as much as it does here, you like it because you're very much on a track through this entire thing, you know. And when you are given an option, it's either do you go directly through the troll or do you go <laughs> through the through the turret field in order to maybe avoid the troll, but no, not really have fun. Bye. Or well, you have also, psychic powers and you can walk through like the parts <laughs> of water that you somehow recognize are not going to drown you. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some water that you can walk on. <laughs> the um, the the troll even doesn't even go. It's not even the critical path. Like they, there's all kinds of little side passages of treasure mm-hmm. in this area, and the troll guards mm-hmm. uh, treasure, which is like one of the things I like about this area is there is a ton here if you're able to explore it leisurely, but you're so discouraged from doing that based on (laughs) how difficult it is and how easy it is just fall off a ledge. But like when I first got over my initial fear and like killed everything and just looked around with a torch Mm -hmm. a lot, like you find lots of cool shit. Um, just kind of waiting gear in this area too. Really? That that spear rules. Yeah. This (laughs) is the spears in the area we're talking about now, right? Yeah. The helix, uh, helix lance or helix, uh, halberd. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. So let's go back to Felicia for a second. Is this the uh, you know the, the the primary example of a summon, and maybe the only example of a summon that is meant just to make help you deal with the uh, the level itself and not a boss? Because like the only other example I can think of would be um, uh, what's her name in Sinner's Rise. Maybe. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Well, she's yeah. positioned in a weird way too, where you're really unlikely to be human at this point. Yes. And there's there's nothing to really forecast that hey, you might want to be human mm-hmm. in this area because there's no bonfire there. Yeah. So I I I wonder what intrepid people first discovered this because they must have been human the whole way through and thus be unstoppable monster gods. <laughs> When I first saw it, it was because I had gone so hollow that I just needed the HP boost. Oh, <laughs> so like I, you know, um, used an effigy just because I was like, oh, I'm at double my HP, and then uh, and then found her, and she's actually like, wait, really useful. Yeah. Like her aggro range is really high, which is super useful for this, and she heals. Mm-hmm. I think this was the first uh, NPC I remember running into that healed. Um, there are more that do it now, and most of them in the DLC do, but uh, Felicia will heal if she gets hurt, which mm-hmm. is just great. Like and because she's going to get hurt because she's dealing with the shrine of Amana, <laughs> and that's what happens there. But yeah. she's really, really useful. And for the longest time, she was the speedrun strat. Was just like get Felicia to distract things while you run past them. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she's she's going out there. Yeah. So like when you actually get up close and personal with these guys, it's like a mix of it's a mix of these clerics and these uh, and these archdrake set dudes, right? Mm-hmm. Or you know, the, like the shrine maidens and the clerics rather. Um, yeah, especially right when you get to the that cave opening, exactly. like it's like a million of them. It felt like <laughs> and a there's million. a he- and there's a healer. Yes, like they, they brought it. They brought an actual cleric with them. Mm-hmm. So here's my question, and you know, I I kind of feel like we're letting the area off easy because we're not spouting invectives <laughs> at it. I, the, the, this is kind of the first place where I felt like from you know pre patch when I was you know first playing it, where I felt like from was being mean, like intentionally cruel in a way that was you know maybe disrespectful of my time i don't feel that way now obviously because they've kind of like corrected that and i kind of know it but it just felt so insurmountable in a way that even the the anorlando archers did not do do you guys agree with that or am i overreacting actually i i think it's really interesting that you bring up the archers because the the archers and these enemies have the same solution if you want to bypass them which is the poison arrow thing Mm -hmm. the archers I was always happy to poison arrow cheese those because I thought that they were sent by a literal devil who hated all life on earth. <laughs> Whereas these, it it felt really brutal, but it felt more fair because I, I could mostly see what was going on. So even though it was really cruel and really hard and it was clear that they hated me specifically as a person, <laughs> I really wanted to beat it. Like I wanted to get through that even though the whole game was screaming, fuck you, Dave, in the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that the a big difference for me between this and the archers is the fact that uh, you have this area is more of an endurance test than the archers. The archers are you go through a really long area and you get shot once and get knocked off the bridge and fuck you. And these guys shoot you and it hurts. But it's like you can you have more uh, kind of leeway to, yeah. to, to prepare. Like I remember the first time I went through this and now, you know, I'm all get good swag 420 no scope and i just like roll through shit but the first time through like i was like okay i need a magic shield like i'm gonna go infuse a magic shield and i did that and i took you know minimal chip damage from from the bolts and i could block them and it was like not it was hard but not that big of a deal you know like nothing instantly kills you other than falling off the edge which like happened to me several times yeah but uh which was frustrating especially around that bridge where the geometry is just outright yeah that's that's the part of the stage that i felt was cruel like it it's just like that area where you fight the Hydra in Dark Souls. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. it's it's really absurdly hard to see the ground. Like it feels like you're fighting game usability, you're not fighting the game. Mm-hmm. And that don't fly. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I don't remember feeling like it was. It was overly unfair. Like I remember, I had a hard, much harder time, and felt a little bit more stressed out. And I, I never really felt like it was unfair, but had a, a harder time with the uh, the first big room in the Iron Keep, mm. with the actual archers and and that. Like that room took me ages. Yeah. This took oh, me a long yeah, time, geez, and it was, was, was cruel. But like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I want to draw a distinction between unfair and cruel. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, like, like unfair feels a little, a little bit too strong in, in terms yeah. of that. So I, I, I want to make sure I'm not being misunderstood by saying, "Oh, well, this is this this is obviously cheesed or whatever." But like, it just, it, I don't know. It's it, it stuck out as 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 hostile to me. Oh, it was um, it was yeah. certainly to me the biggest difficulty Spike had experienced in the game. Like it, like Dark Souls is hard, but to borrow from writings on the ground this is where the real dark souls begins yeah <laughs> yeah and the, uh, I, like yeah. I'm, and on my first go through also like i i was pretty much like i was in a fuck this mode because it was it was apparent to me that they had combined blight town with the inner Orlando archers <laughs> <laughs> which which functionally is what this is i mean like most of the areas so far have have been mashups of of some sort and i thought like oh you know we got through the gutter and black gulch relatively unscathed right so what's happening and then I guess not Blight Town, like five two would be the would be the more apt comparison, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, at the very least they didn't take away my role, but it was still it, you know, yeah. I, I was I was prejudiced against it from the start once I realized that. Just because I'm contractually obligated to hype this man every episode we do. <laughs> um Lobos just did his Olympic torch run, which it, is you light a torch and keep it lit the entire game. Oh my god. Um, and you can't roll in the Shrine of Amana if you have a torch. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, I, I, it's a long playthrough. Like, uh, I'm, it's three and a half hours long, and I'm at two hours in, and he hasn't gotten there yet. But he just keeps talking about it, and it's, like, becoming a very fun, like, running joke in the playthrough of him just being like, ah, oh, man, I keep getting closer to Amana. Like, it's just, just going to be I just amazing. want Airhorn.Wave to play the whole time while he's <laughs> running through that. <laughs> 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 oh. yeah. yeah well what's uh what's interesting when we talk about how hostile this area is is uh you know lore from a lore perspective um we're pursuing somebody who doesn't want to be found mm -hmm. he does in this not. area so it makes a makes a sense that this area i mean we've we've talked about it all the time and it's it's gotten to where you know every area in dark souls is kind of positioned against you but like there are areas where that they they're more so Mm -hmm. Like we talked about at the Boletaria, um, you know, areas that are more like a defensible structure or a defend, like something is defending you and keeping you out. And this area, I get that impression very strongly. Yeah. Well, what's funny is, you know, I, I, it stands to reason that, that Vendrick got here after these guys were here. You don't find the people he set up to keep you out until until later right. on, right? So the impression that I get is like, how badass was he that he got through this? Well, couldn't he? <laughs> he could have gotten through the shrine set up camp in the undead and then Lindell could have come along. Yeah. Like, like, and the, tried the, to the, invade the, the camp. So he didn't have to get through through much because it wasn't there. Yeah. But know? he had to at least get through the water. And if I'm having this yeah. hard of a time with water, <laughs> and his feet are huge. Pro in my book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I guess the, the to my mind the chronology is a little bit more a little bit murkier than that. But you're absolutely right. It possibly could be that Lindell came here oh, afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I think it's murky too. I'm just saying it could be like it doesn't necessarily follow that he had to get through the same shit that we had to get through. Yeah. Well didn't he, like, uh, he he chilled in the zone for a while, didn't he? Well he's like, got a, he's got a little room over there. Yeah, he's got that chair and everything. <laughs> yeah, his, his rumpus room. 
<laughs> the Vendrick Rumpus room over on the How side. Have we not made a Vendrick man cave joke yet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we get to his man cave later, and yeah. it's it's not all bumper pool and a real working Miss Pac Man machine. Like, yeah, it's actually pretty sad. <laughs> neon. Well, he he put up that neon core signs, but Agdam was like, "Fuck that shit." Yeah. <laughs> well, he has two man caves. He has two man caves in this zone. God, there's we there's chair man cave, and then there's sadness zone man cave. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, it depends on whether he wants to pace or sit. Every everybody wow. has two states at least. So yep. yeah. yeah, yeah. The classical two states of masculinity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pacing or sitting. Yes, the great equalizer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. I don't actually know the chronology other than yeah. I, I I have no idea what it could have been. But if he had gone through here before it was taken over, and the uh, the Amana priestesses were just singing to keep the demon of song asleep, then uh, great. You know, or just doing their <laughs> rituals, rather, to keep him asleep. Like, he probably just had a breeze. And maybe even before some of this stuff crumbled. You know, like, we don't yeah. actually know when any of this stuff happened. So maybe he had uh, walkways with handrails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, what like, if each nice of these huts were... was, like, a little little restaurant, sit down, yeah. chill? Yeah, Starbucks. Yeah. You know where I think that supposition comes from? It's just that Vendrick, Vendrick's reign over Drink Lake is always presented as being the most recent. You know, in in, ter- in terms yeah. of the layers and the stacking and stuff, and I could I could see him in his pursuit of trying to cure the curse, putting Drain Lake in a place where he could where he could get to this fabled shrine, right? Right. That 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 he had possibly heard about, you know, and the fact that his you know his passage, you know the the place where he you know both his escape route and the the the, the route that he had all of his uh, all of his men go through in order to you know actually be in his service, uh, you know, with Lee, with Lee here, you know, this, this probably had some kind of significance to him. Do you, do you think maybe he stayed in the shrine for a while trying to figure out the, the way it lifts? And then when he realized he couldn't make it happen, then he goes into the crypt. <laughs> to, to, no, like really like his, his whole point is to try to lift the curse. We were literally presented yeah. with an object here that does so. Mm-hmm. But yeah. clearly, he has not been able to avail himself of it. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. just had that one human effigy in his pocket, and he just couldn't <laughs> get it to work. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah. That like that. That definitely. That could be. I've also read um, that the um, before that, his him fleeing. He's fleeing from from Nishandra. And that this the the shrine and the uh, the Milfinito's power over the dead and the Finito's power over the dead is somehow involved in keeping her away from from him. Yeah, where he ends up. Which is funny because they very much are couched in the dark or what they interpret as the dark. Right. 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 But they have like a power over it. Like it's kind of like the good side of it. Yeah. You know, like you when you when you talk to Ang Ang Dang Ang Dine, um, <laughs> like he's a solid bro. When you play Ang Band, like he is, he is a solid bro. Like it, it does not seem like he is, a, you know, yeah. a, a cursed looking shit heel. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, that, man. and, and that I'm goes back. I feel real bad when we talk about this part. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that goes back to, uh, goes back to Nito, right? Even though he was the first of the dead, it was, it, it was very much, you know, almost a benevolent death. Right. You know, he, he was a force of nature, not a force of corruption, corruption or evil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, you, know, you get to this cave, as we mentioned, and uh, you're you're in the home stretch here. Um, and luckily, you get this bonfire here because you get this invasion that I think is super tough. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Oh wait, peculiar... we, we skipped one of my favorite enemies—the giant, <laughs> cute horn beetle. Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> oh, I want to be friends with it. 
<laughs> the uh, there are so many things in Dark Souls that I would enjoy a plush of. Um, <laughs> did you play Demon Souls, David? Oh, of course I did. We're we're talking OG here. <laughs> the uh, th- those uh, those fire bugs from uh, oh sure the, yeah. the mines. I would love one of those. I think those things are <laughs> yeah. adorable. Get on it, Etsy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, after after cute Beetle Land, we hit that invasion. <laughs> Holy moly! Yeah. So this uh, the, the, this guy, he's the, the the heir to the Xanthus throne, I think. Yeah. Just in terms of being an extremely resilient caster invasion. The um, I read a like a pro tip. I never tried it. I wasn't smart enough. But if you get here and you use a seed of the Tree of Di- Giants. It turns all the enemies against invaders. They'll fight him, and he'll fight them. And you can more or less just sit there and watch him clear the level for you. It's like half-life. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which, yeah, I I just, I I never never knew that, but I read about it today. Huh. That's really cool. Yeah, super, super cool, because this is is always really tricky for me. Like, often he can one-shot me with things. Like, he has some really powerful... You know, powerful spells. Yeah, yeah. This so. guy felt harder to me than the the person I foolishly let loose. Uh, that that mage assassin guy. This guy just destroyed me constantly. Oh yeah. Well, mage assassin killed me too. I was on my first <laughs> run through. I was getting killed by NPC <laughs> invaders left and right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This very much is the caster zone, isn't it? Oh yeah. yeah. Not, at the risk of stating the obvious, I don't know that we've encountered an, an area this uh, where, where, where uh, the forces of magic were so overwhelmingly turned against us. So many GD witches. Yeah, am I yeah. right? Burn them. <laughs> yeah, well, we, like we, we tried to burn them, but then we tried to drown them. Yeah. That didn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're too good at stuff. Yeah. You know what? This is also a little bit like, um, uh, 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 oh gosh, what is it? Lost Isolith, right? Hmm. Oh, yeah, it kind of is. And the trees and the. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it has that that whole you're looking up at the, the broken trees. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. They're not broken trees. What is it? The, the roots. Yeah. 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 Um, so this this area is this kind of big, like a uh, big field where he invades. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a couple of casters and, <laughs> uh, you know, a dozen waterlogged <laughs> lizard men. Yeah. And, Just and the, all those witches weren't enough. You also get nightmare. Yeah. Undead. <laughs> I think it's just to discourage you from trying to just run past it. Yeah. Uh, which like it's thank goodness work. no one has ever died against the demon of song because if, <laughs> if you had then like i mean i i've died against him once but if he was a okay, hard was boss like this would be so annoying to just do over <laughs> and over like it's so merciful that he's pretty easy Here, here's my secret i ran past this guy the first time <laughs> i couldn't beat him so oh, i just ran me. yeah i'm like on my initial file i think i think uh peculiar kindler whatever his name is is still alive oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I should also be noted. Um, Hellkite Drake, who does the does YouTube's with the content, has unmasked uh, Peculiar Kindler, and he's a real goober. <laughs> like he looks like a real dork. So if it makes you feel any better, <laughs> he, he's a real goober. Huh. Same a, thing with uh, Merciless Rowena. They both have uh, real like silly kind of pinhead faces. <laughs> so. There's a creepy survival horror feeling thing that happens in this one, which is when you meet the, uh, we alluded to her before, but the, the kind of beat up looking Milfanito. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just kind of pieces out on you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was unsettling to me. I wasn't sure what that was supposed to be, what, what was going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't make me feel good. Yeah, it's it's a huge uh-oh moment because so far you've been assuming that the singing comes from the Milfanito, right? Mm-hmm. Not the case. 
like the singing continues even though she has you know disappeared into a burst of light and whoever's singing has got to be beautiful because this song is lovely. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when Bart thinks uh, his girlfriend is singing and it's Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> that heavenly voice. Um, yeah. This is this is uh, one of one of the best visual design bosses in in Soulsdom, I think, as well. It's so upsetting. It, yeah, the de- Demon of Song looks so good. Even the name is super evocative and like mm-hmm. great, and in a way that like we talk. I've praised the boss fights in Dark Souls too, or at least like defended them a lot, and that I like like a duel. And a lot of these are a duel, including one we're coming up on. That's one of my favorites in the game. Um, but this is like a really successful big set PC boss. I think more so than some of the the Dark Souls one bosses that get a lot of credit for being huge. Yeah. Yeah, and the the sort of unzipping of the mouth that happens, uh, that sort of uh, <laughs> squick. Yeah, and and what is that skull made of? <sighs> yeah, cartilage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Icarus black cartilage. Custardy cartilage. Yeah. Oh, oh, a lot of gagging noises in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This this thing this thing's great. Yeah. And uh, I love that. It reminds me of when you try to attack him and you hit his, his outside frog skin, it bounces off in the same way um, the Adjudicator oh, yeah. does in Demon Souls, that kind of like rubbery oh, grossness, yeah. which is super Lovecrafty. Like he's always describing monsters as rubbery and like on the page, it looks kind of silly. But both those bosses describe a way that like, oh, no, rubbery is actually really gross. Like that <laughs> is that is a disgusting way for flesh to be. And yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Very upsetting. I love the, uh, the, you know, the lore around this for as baffling as it is, because it kind of seems like we're encountering demons a lot. So what makes this one so special? But it developed a taste for flesh. And so they had to seal it up. And once it got out, it was like, man, I need to get more people in me. So it started singing to lure them in. Yeah, I know. I love the people who um, the the Amana priestesses who were sealing them up. They just went hollow. Yeah. So like they were this contingency plan that failed, mm-hmm. you know, and let this thing kind yeah. of uh, free. <laughs> Luckily, you can't pass through the boss fog. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, he's he's really really neat, and he's got to have some kind of like. So we we mentioned it. Um, um, we should talk about how you fight him before we we get into the rewards for fighting him. Yeah, I suppose. Like, so he's you know he's covered with this rubber skin, and you can only hurt him when it opens. And he's pretty easy, with the exception of like a couple instant death belly flops. Yeah, that belly flop done got me a few times. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 he's, he's he can he can get you with that. But there's not much to him mechanically, other than just like the shock and awe of seeing him. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's uh he's one of those rare bosses that is best fought at medium distance. I've found. Hmm. Um, you know, like, like most bosses either reward an extreme, you know, in, 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 in my experience, whereas this one, you want to be just close enough to lure him out, um, you know, and not be so close that when he's invulnerable, he can attack you because you right. know, you're risking everything and not, you know, for, for, for no real gain. Right. So, um, they give you like, it's a very charitable fight, I think, because they give you an open enough arena and yeah, there's some water, but he's not quick enough to make that a real concern or factor. Right. Except for when he does the slip and slide. Well, yeah. <laughs> and like just like it, you know, which is exactly that's exactly what you're doing when you slip and slide is just pulling Whee. pulling a demon a song. Yeah. The uh, yeah, but he's he's so he has such like lower like he's so goes down so quickly like lightning bolts kill him in like six of them. 
He's so yeah. just surprising because he's just so imposing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real it's a real juxtaposition there. And I think it, part of that, I wonder if there was any rebalancing just based on how hard the area is in front of him. Hmm. You know, just I to make assumed, him not uh, a nightmare. Do we know this demon is male? I always assumed it was an old lady. Hmm. Oh the, yeah. No, I the they face for be. some reason made me think of like a um a really scary old lady who can <laughs> unzip her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure it could be. I, I don't know I, I don't know why I was gendering this frog demon. Yeah, where'd it go? <laughs> yeah. Misandrist. <laughs> um sorry. Yeah. You know, I just I just remembered what really freaks me out about him, her slash her shim. Um the fact that um uh its arms are inside of its mouth. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, 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 that it pulls a straight-up xenomorph, and there's just a whole other body inside its body. Yeah. It, like, lives in a coin purse. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like those, those are rubbery, like, uh, mouth-opening ones that, you know, you get promotionally from banks in the 80s. Yeah, yeah I said coin purse. Yeah, grab a coin yeah. purse. Yeah. Well, aren't there, aren't there, like, more modern, cool like with coin a purses that... Yeah, they don't look gross. <laughs> oh, no, they're all monsters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're all little coin purses of song. Um, <laughs> gross. Um, Mine plays Rocky like a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, When you kill him, so I wonder what he, because we, we talked about last time how we don't understand the embedded. Right. Did he just yeah. like, maybe he ate the, like uh, somebody who had the key, like whoever the embedded entrusted with this key to stop him from, indulging in his carnal urges mm-hmm. or what have you maybe demon song just ate him yeah is it the embedded valdo can we get that out of the way it's Valdo. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Yep. <laughs> the, the, the embedded is valdo slash valtiel from silent hill um <laughs> yeah so i think that the dots are there to connect you know just the idea that okay the milfinito are tied to this area i don't know why the milfinito is in drink lake instead of you know aldeus because aldeus is where all all things go to rest in cages yeah. I heard a good theory about this, actually, which was um, that Nashandra wants to figure out how to get up in there, like how to get mm-hmm. into the shrine. So she mm-hmm. wants to figure out what makes the Milfinito tick. Oh. Oh, okay. So, yeah, she kidnapped one to do, to see, you know, do the kind of experiments on it. Yeah. Yep. Thinking like, okay, <laughs> if they... If they... <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting you to slip back into your real voice there for a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm um, going gonna, gonna to take that little sound bite and use it. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no th- she probably figured okay these are a hive mind so if i get one maybe i can maybe i can jack into the network oh yeah, oh, yeah. i can reroute the encryptions yeah yeah Attack the gibson <laughs> yeah just uh enhance <laughs> um what I, but so like but the embedded is like a separate guy like i don't know if he's and he's explicitly is is locking himself you know, upside down into a door because he because he's tempted by and I assume just the the Milfinito. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of weird that like I mean, she's just using him as a lock. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's just it's like you said, the dots are there to connect, but I don't know exactly what goes between them. Yeah, and the key's a sword. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, creepy. straight up Kingdom Heartsy. <laughs> yeah, you can actually yeah. use that as a weapon. You can. Yeah. It's like it's like the worst weapon. Yeah. Like you can't do anything with it and you lose it in New Game Plus because <laughs> it's considered a key. Yeah. Um, you also get the spotted whip from him, which I used in uh, in in Whip Fest and is a good whip. It's poison, so, right? Yeah, it's 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 the highest poison adjust weapon in the game. Mm-hmm. We should we should clarify you get it from his soul. Yeah. 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 So Yeah. Good whip. Good boss. Uh, right after this guy, you get to one of the the more neat areas in the game too, the, the little shrine. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> Love that. The Undead Rise. Yeah. 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 Um, so you, you head out that way and you can go to a bonfire that if you're following the critical path, you don't really need because there's a bonfire really close. Mm -hmm. But I was really happy to have it because I didn't want to do any. Ever again. Yeah. Seal ever, it away forever. Yep. Um, and there's this this door to the end of the rise, which only opens if you're hollow. And uh, once you go through it, there is the uh, another prowling magus and part of a congregation. Yeah. With him. So for, for so long, I thought that these were Milfinito. That it hollowed. Hmm. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I think they are dudes. Yeah. So that's like there there was something about their garb. I don't know why. Maybe I was just seeing what I wanted to see, as I so often do. But that uh, man, just the idea that okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go through this door. I'm going to. Oh, all hope is lost, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Song friends, yeah, I, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, I like that idea of that, but I think that and part of it probably just isn't even your fault. Like, I just keep talking about, I'm not trying to PC master race this stuff, but like you can see the details on enemies so much better. Mm -hmm. Like on, on the computer version of this, like, you know, this is another one of those examples where it's like, Oh, I can see exactly what these things are, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to the PS three where like, I just kind of knew they were crawling guys, you know? Yeah. Um, especially, especially with the kobolds too. In the, uh, when you run into those things in the beginning, like I just like, Oh, there's little dog creatures running through the, the grass. And then yeah. now they can see them. Like they're kind of goofy looking. Yeah. Yeah, um, but you get in here. I love the way this shrine looks. Like this is one of my favorite like pieces of you know geometry in the game. I think, which mm -hmm. it's a it's it's a brazier which looks a little like a little Lord Vesely, um, that has two skeletons in an embrace and they're burning eternally. Gary, is it metal? It's metal. Okay. <laughs> ding ding ding. I mean, it's it seems a little more power ballad side of metal. Like they're <laughs> hugging. Yeah. yeah, they're 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 forever together. <laughs> In the afterlife, the uh, this is a really esoteric item that, like, I imagine again, what person found this out? Um, because you, it will turn you human, but you have to be hollow and you have to not have any effigies with you. And it's like it seems like it's almost like a a, a safety kind of feature. Like, oh, you're going to need to be human at some point, and we need to make sure. Like, what happens if the player? totally runs out of effigies mm -hmm. and can't do it. But there's no place that I know that you need to be human. Like, it could just be a kindness. Like, oh, you, you just, you know, you don't, you're not stuck with half your HP for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. Please re-examine the sentence you just used. It <laughs> could be a kindness that from software built into the game. <laughs> it, it's yeah, all that on sounds lovely. Yeah. It's creating <laughs> yeah. it, it, on a curve. Yeah. Though it is, the kindness is itself kind of a fuck you from a plot element because this is a thing that reverses hollowing. You're like, yay, I'm not. Oh, no, I'm still cursed. It's still it's, temporary. It's still yeah. 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 And, and I could see this being the moment when Vendrick lost all hope when he found this, right? Yeah. Like, this like, is the thing that this place was rumored to cure it, and it doesn't actually cure the curse at all. Mm -hmm. It just does the thing that these, you know, he's got a pocket full of these bad boy, you know, acorns <laughs> that, that do the same thing. Yeah. It's like that food machine in Chrono Trigger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're still hungry. <laughs> wow, that is a really yeah. apt comparison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm full of JRPG references today. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know. Like so so people people reference the turn at the you know at the end of the crypt as the thing that really kind of like was a sucker punch to them. This was the sucker punch for me. Mm. Because I thought that this was the I thought that this was the goal. <laughs> but how did you did you figure it out though? 
because like I didn't know like all this stuff about it being where Vendrick lost his his hope and stuff is very interesting to me. But I didn't know what this thing did when I first no, it got just, here. When when I tried to use it, it didn't do anything, and it says it doesn't do anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like like that for me, and, and and then it was it was taken one level deeper when I when I you know read, you know read into it. It's like okay, what the fuck is this? And found out like oh yeah, like the, it, it totally is just temporary. Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that, that, that's how it manifested for me, and you know the 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 Milfinito here, like who I guess is the the headmistress or the or the matron of the Milfinito, or the one who speaks with the most confidence because you've gotten this far, you know, actually comes out and you know straight up references Nito, um, right? In in her speech, which again we kind of dropped off from looking for connections to you know Dark Souls One a little bit. Um, that th- that was that was a very nice treat, I suppose. Yeah. Even though I didn't really you know grok the significance of it until you know until much later in the interpretation the thing i like about it is it it was seemed so uh like it stood out so much that their name was the mil finito yeah and then later there are the finito Mm -hmm. and we also know about nito Mm -hmm. like if there wasn't some kind of connection i'd be like okay you know (laughs) all right that's just you know that just seems silly to me Mm -hmm. like if you're just making up names make up literally anything that doesn't (laughs) sound like something you know that's (laughs) gonna do this like that Felt trolly if it wasn't an actual reference. Yeah, I'm really sad you didn't call that whole thing Nito. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, would say it wouldn't be Nito. It is Nito that it wouldn't, Nito, it wouldn't be Nito. It wouldn't be Nito, Nito if yeah. it wasn't Nito. Yeah, <laughs> Nito is on first. Guys, you know um, what? We need to go to the undead crypt. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. That, was a, that was a Nito segue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, which I just imagined Nito riding on a segue. When I said that, like a sweet bone segue, you know that would and that it, would help because he's he's kind of ball shaped and weird. Like yeah. I bet I bet having wheels underneath him would make his life a lot easier. Please, please, yeah. bone wheels, bone wheels, yeah, bone wheels, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just ride on that uh, the chariot. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'll be soups chill. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I want to say that this is like fan art that people should make, but it's all, it's fan art that I'm sure people have made. Yeah, like, Nito is super popular, yeah. second only to for me and like. Nito, uh, the the art that Scott Benson made of Nito, that little animated walk cycle he did, to me is canonically what Nito looks like. <laughs> that is great. I will put that in the show notes in case anyone is unfamiliar. Please do. This week's episode is also brought to you by duckfeed.tv slash tip jar. It is the one-stop shop for ways that you can support the show. Uh, chief among them is an Amazon affiliate link. Yes, we know affiliate marketing is gross. However, uh, it doesn't cost you anything extra if you're going to buy anything off of Amazon. Go to duckfeed.tv slash tip jar and use the link for your region, either the U.S., Canada, or Great Britain. And you can uh, buy your stuff for no extra cost. And we get a little cut of that. Um, and that goes a long way towards helping support the network. So once again, that is duckfeed.tv slash tip jar. And we thank you for taking the extra step. Hopping on to a little elevator here, we're headed down, down, down into the undead crypt uh, past this church-like entranceway. Yeah, and this is where um, the cursed can find peace. As I mentioned before, they can pretend they're dead, like they can L7 it. And uh, there are grave wardens who punish people who uh, adventurers try to fuck them up. 
Yeah. Oh, like uh, me. They and, punished me. They, they punished yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They punished us, all of us. And and when they're not doing that, sometimes they loan uh, some some Grave Wardens to the Earth and Peak collection. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, which drives me nuts. Like, it's like... <laughs> God, why are they there? Gosh, it makes so much sense here. They're, they're, okay, can, can, can I jump into that? Because I had a little miniature, not epiphany, but I had a, I had a little realization when I was reading some of their uh, some of their descriptions again. Mm-hmm. It says that they will go to any length to, you know, to chase down anybody who transgresses against the uh, the, you know, the sanctity of the crypt, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, it doesn't seem that far fetched that they would chase somebody across an entire continent. Um, such as they probably would if this queen, you know, what's her name, Mitha, um, had somehow managed managed to breach it there, right? Yeah, or um, maybe they're there after because they're kind of they seem like they're in service of Mitha, like they're mm-hmm. Maybe they're after Gilligan. Oh, because uh, Gilligan's on the run. He's on the lamb. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good. Good catch. That makes that makes sense. Yeah. So I could just see like, oh, they're 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 really far out of the way, which is a very backhanded and diagonal way of saying. They take their shit seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Extremely seriously. Yeah. So that makes that 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 makes a degree of sense. I love this area. Um, I think oh, this that area it is, is spooky as hell. Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful. Uh, which one's the black one? Yang to uh, uh, Amana's Yin. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, in terms of you know Amana's very free flowing and chaotic and brightly lit, and this is yeah. um, oppressive. Right. You yeah. feel like the entire earth is kind of resting over top of you, although that may or may not be the case, depending on which skyline you believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And it is. Uh, and, and it makes um, the fact that it's so dark makes light like specifically later when you can you can add some light to this area. Uh, just incredible. Like it just looks looks so neat. Like uh, it's beautiful in an entirely different way. Um so you know, you head through and you, there's just a couple just uh, aloes hanging out with torches yeah. until you get to a big challenge room. The area where those undead are hanging out to, uh, I when there's the the picture of the the skull face woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, is that supposed to be Nashandra? I, or was that there before? It, I, I, I'm led to believe it might have been from before. I, so 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 my my thing is that may have been one of the one of the initial priests of Nito or one of the uh, one of like one of the like proto Milfinito, right? That makes or a like founder of the the Finito, yeah. Yeah. I'd wondered if it was like a initial thing or if they uh they had carved that after Vendrick got there. <laughs> what if they carved it the same way that a convenience store will put up a picture of someone who passes a bad check? <laughs> oh. like, just, like this person shall not pass. Not a good and queen. This, Don't let her. <laughs> bad queen. No pass. <laughs> no light. Ain't good. Um, <laughs> what kind of store is this? <laughs> sell, Get with it. Sell corpse. Dark bolt. Corpse that's my that's my Agdane impersonation. <laughs> but he's so eloquent. Yeah, he's such a, he's the ultimate badass. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. The, uh, the that that room you go into the challenge room, boy howdy, uh, that reminded me a lot of that area. You wish there was a bonfire after because mages mm. just destroy everything about you again. <laughs> yeah. Witches, yeah. <laughs> this time, actual witches. The the weird like weirdly the trick to this and it's the pun like it's easier to do than it is in Amana, but is to run through and take it from the other side. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just have to be like, and you know, thank goodness that um, pursuers was uh, 
was nerfed in this, you know, whatever the, the name of the spell is in this in Dark Souls 2. Affinity. Affinity. Like affinity is so much uh easier to to avoid in this so, one. So you can you can make it, but otherwise you would be like if you stay and try to fight it. And um we'll talk about it later, but like there's a real serious surprise in this uh this room when you get into new game plus as well, which is intense. Yeah. I I turned this area into a blasted hellscape because of what happens in the next room. So if we can talk about the next room, then I can tell you how I became King Fuck Up. <laughs> king, king, yes. king Fuck Up. Yes, we can, my leash. Lord of the Oopsies. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can I can I say two more things about these witches? You betcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the first the first thing is this is They're the. Yeah, they're, um, they're pretty the ladies. The first thing is, I think they're, they're pretty they're, ladies. They're pretty ladies. And the second yeah. thing is, I like their clothes. No, yeah. um, <laughs> their hair smells good. Yeah. <laughs> Not all like corpses. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, so this this is the uh, the one of the areas uh, that is similar to the Sinner's Rise fight. This would be a lot easier if you could actually lock onto these fuckers, but it's so dark you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the second is, um, this is one of the first types of enemies that will just cast from all all, all spells, all spell schools. But it's because but, of their staff. Yep. Like if, if you and you can get that staff and lets them let you do everything. It's pretty sweet. Except for pyromancies, which they do. Yeah. But you cannot. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're wearing cool. the glove and holding the staff. Yeah. Which why which can't you never I do that? How to do? <laughs> <laughs> you need the flashlight mod for your hand. Yeah. <laughs> duct tape. Yeah, duct tape mod. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, but you go past here and somebody says, turn out the lights. Here, tell us, tell me how you turn this into a a blasted hellscape, King Fuck Up. Okay, so uh, Agdane Argrim Garbadar, he's a real cool dude where if you you don't turn on the lights, he'll talk to you and he's really neat. Um, If you're Davin and you're on your first walkthrough, uh, your first playthrough rather, and, uh, and you're like, oh, you want me to turn off the lights? Fuck you, here's a flame butterfly. Uh, <laughs> you will aggro the entire room of these grave wardens. Yes. And you'll die, because what else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And then when you respawn at the bonfire and you go into Nightmare Room, you've learned that you run past Nightmare Room and fight from the other side. Now, mm-hmm. when you're at the other side, grave wardens pour through the door. <laughs> <laughs> Getting pincer attacked. There's like four of them. <laughs> yep. And they're they're no slouches. No, they murder you. Uh, <laughs> they'll go to any length they hear. <laughs> yes, they'll go. Uh, you run to Earthen Peak, and they're still there. Uh, yeah. So I <laughs> I made this room insufferable. It was really, really, really hard to get through. The uh, uh, there's so many people. I, I thought for a second you were going to mention that you uh, got fooled because a lot of people put a illusory wall tri torch. Uh, so i see that all the time i'm just like hey 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 you fuckers beware of liar (laughs) yeah so in my second playthrough i got to hang out with finito and he's pretty uh with with the finito agdane and he's pretty cool yeah yeah i I like him he's 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 a true blue dude yeah but which i mean he's literally blue just a blue collar grave warden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, grave digging is traditionally a very blue collar profession. Yeah. Um, he uh, he's a good summon. He's a good vendor. Yeah. He gives you good stuff after the you know you've uh, fought the optional boss that we're not going to talk Which about. Which is a little creepy because he gives you he gives you his clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't need these anymore. I don't need these. <laughs> yeah, the passion that we will engage in does not require these clothes. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need clothes. 
<laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. That's the joke. We're going with that one. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. I'll just edit those other ones out. We're good. <laughs> uh, man, oh man. Um he says he talks a, some, go ahead. some shade at Gwyn too. Oh, that he does. Yeah. Like the at the, at the, at the whole thing. He's so above the game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> like his uh like the, the, this whole quote right so the reason that he has you you know ex- extinguish the light you know light only agitates we have no need for it here and it says yep you know we got some very simple rules just don't fuck with my shit or we'll turn you into crazy mockeries of what you once were and deny you <laughs> eternal rest <laughs> and he says a lot that doesn't really add up to much aside from like you know they, they are kind of playing off of their own rules you know down here like it is it is a different sect right right well i love i love the running theme in dark souls too about like different ways to deal with this curse mm-hmm. um dark souls one you know the the curse was at the the forefront but there was just kind of like the one solution to it or one mystery about it and this kind of taking this long view with different rulers and different cultures we get to see different ways to approach it and i really like the idea of like well if we can't actually solve the curse let's actually provide have some empathy and provide these creatures with some peace mm-hmm. you know it, in a way it's like he's one of the most like caring like this is one of the most like caring good organizations in any of the souls games yeah it makes Nito seem pretty cool like that he yeah. he creates this he creates an entire race of people to help make life easier for humans mm-hmm. right it, it's it's just it's just really like an interesting approach whereas like we've just come from you know the old iron king with his torture chambers and hunting (laughs) grounds and you know vendrick with his prisons and and everything yeah um and the the big garbage pit in the middle of majula where you just throw people you don't like (laughs) yeah so 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 you allude to something earlier gary that i want you to clarify on so you don't think that they're actually killing people here that you think that this is a convalescent home essentially in order to protect them right I think well, I think that they kill intruders. Okay, through there, and he says as much. But mm-hmm. I think that this is a place for for undead to be and pretend to be actual dead. Can you tell me where you're drawing to pretend to be? Sorry, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to phrase this in a, in a way, and I'm I'm stumbling over my words because I am literally I'm literally in tremendous pain because of an illness. <laughs> so I'm going to play that card right now for why I'm the, talking uh, weird. Why? Like, what, so, what makes you say they're pretending? I mean, they um, pour out of gravestones. Like, why would they yeah, need gravestones? Until you disturb them, they're inside graves. Mm-hmm. It, they, the light thing, I, I see that as an expression of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, let's leave this in a sensory deprivation kind of area. And the fact that they're kind of defending it. Like, they're not, you know, there's no evidence of them doing anything other than being in graves. Hmm. You know, I, you guess, know? I guess I never directly saw them climb up out of the ground. They were just kind of there? They do, they do infinitely, but they come out of the ground. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Those, and, the uh, the regular undead hollow guys, they'll just pop out whenever you like disturb the stones, or mm-hmm. they'll just keep coming. And and yeah. everything else here is a explicit defender. So like the Lydia, the the guys who live in the statues, um, and then the uh, shield bros who are running to. Yeah, yeah. People who people and, who were trying to make a run at the crypt, but you know were turned against any other invaders. Right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So, so my reading of this was that you know because the you know this is a sect that descended from Nito, they somehow figured out you know like okay, here's how we're going to cure the you know the curse of undead. We're going to replace it with actual death, you know, <laughs> which which you know kind of like provides the other side of that false hope coin, uh, you know, that the Amana shrine 
you know, kind of house. Oh, that's an interesting read. Right. And so that's the way that I was reading it was like, okay, we're down here. And then even that was breaking down because of, you know, because of the cycle. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. they can't, I mean, they can't kill any of the, the undead. They're the infinite undead here. Like they just keep coming back. Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I like that. I like the idea of that poetically, but it also, this place seems more functional to me than, than Amana does, you know, like this does not seem quite as broken down hmm. and, and such. I don't know. I, I guess I guess I was working from a I was working from an incomplete or you know from 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 a misinformed view. But it, it uh I don't know. Well, not necessarily. I mean, there's no there's no necessarily right right or wrong to it. Yeah, yeah. The, we're um, talking about Dark Souls here. Yeah, yeah. It's not you know it's it's not like there is there's a right answer for it. But yeah. I, I never never saw it as if they were actually killing the uh, the undead who were here. Yeah. Mostly because this place Especially... is full of undead who aren't killed. <laughs> and, also because yeah. they seem to be explicitly set up to be defending what we're going towards, like. They yeah. they don't seem to want to let you bother Vendrick. Mm-hmm. Well, spe- yeah. specifically, like there like there are the witches who you know who are posted up there. But eventually, you start finding like right past you know right past Agdane, um, you know the the actual royal guards themselves, right? Yep. Right. So like the you know just just like in Amana, there's a smattering of different kinds of forces. Yeah, I imagine that those the, and these people came with Vendrick. Right. Like these are the people. These are, these were his his fellowship. Mm-hmm. They came with them. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Vexing. Um, yeah. Who who know who knows? The um the the room that when you get to with those Lydia pyromancers, um, just <laughs> talk about. So like, those things are interesting. I didn't realize for the first several times through this game that you could destroy those uh, stones. Neither did I. That yeah. They spawn from, and they stay they stay dead. Mm-hmm. So uh, smash them up, boys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that uh, these these guys are called Lydia or Lydia pyromancers because this area and the way those pyromancers wake up reminded me a lot of a certain tower in Demon Souls <laughs> where you also learn to fear the sound of bells. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see that a little bit like the the uh, the yeah with the bell ring. Yeah. yeah, the bell in this area just goodness, <laughs> the bells just tormented me. Like I. I it took me a while to figure out what the hell was going on in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just from a mechanical Especially, standpoint, not like the plot. I mean, how, how, how game was killing me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially near the end too. Like the, the first time I got caught with that last thing in the last run up, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a real nightmare. That um, last room is just a big middle finger extending towards a door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, uh, real be the nameless usurper, um, who runs into before, before we get to there. So mm-hmm. this is, um, what is this, our third encounter with her or second? Second. Second encounter with her. Yeah. And uh, and she's interesting um, because this is kind of where you can culminate that that quest line, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Because um, you can get this uh, this crushed eye orb item. Yeah. Oh, I'm not familiar with what this means. The So the um, there's an item in kind of a hidden area here um, that lets you do a similar thing to uh, invading Lawtrek in uh-huh. Dark Souls 1. You get like like a stone that lets you invade the world of the guilty, and uh, the it's related to or could be related to this nameless usurper um, because it works on and we we should talk about it here. It's not necessarily yeah. like there's no spoilers or pastoring like um, it works on Lysia, the um, the cleric from the rotunda. Ah. Yeah, and the nameless usurper is dressed usurpa, usurpa. Um, <laughs> nameless usurper is dressed like her. 
And um, other than just using, you know, doesn't cast miracles, it's a different fight. But a lot of people, based on the fact that this nameless usurper has been hounding you and kind of fucking you over, think that that's probably who that is. Yeah. But there's another side to the argument as well. Yeah. They're, and they're both they're both from Lindelt. Yeah. yeah, they're based on what they're wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's either you know, Lysia has definitely done something to make her a sinner to make it make narrative sense to invade her and kill her. Um, if it's not, you know, just being greedy and stuff, like just trying to find something to balance the scales, mm-hmm. I think, and and with the clothing is a reason why people jump to the uh, nameless usurper mm-hmm. conclusion. Yeah. When you invade her, you, 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 it just starts going off in the rotunda when you go down the, that, that crushed eye orb. Uh, she says, curses, puzzled me out, have you? At least now I can finish you off guilt-free. Ha-ha. Right. Like, the, well, the, the, in, the, indicating that something has, you know, has has led you to her. Right. 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 And she doesn't, but if you kill her beforehand, you still get invaded by the, the nameless usurper. <laughs> which is like a hole in the theory, but I don't know what that is is due to. Uh, I don't know, like timey wimey, yeah. like this timey wimey, or <laughs> the, the fact that we're en- yeah, the, like the the fact that we're entering into her world, you know? Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, she just responds like the same way that you do. Yeah, you know, to invade. Who knows? Um, Video but games. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, those are the two two arguments. I personally think it's probably Alicia, just mm-hmm. based on that being the simplest explanation and the lack of another yeah explanation um i don't know why she doesn't cast miracles at you when she invades but yeah i i just i kind of want to go with that because i want to believe that everybody from um oh gosh from that place lindeld is a is a, is a cock yeah yeah <laughs> lindeld is full of jerks yeah yeah just like uh, yeah. like wherever lautrec was from of kareem right like kareem is just a a, a kingdom of assholes right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, as opposed to the benevolent kingdom of fuck up, <laughs> yes. the King David uh, resides over. My crown um, rests heavy uh, upon my head. Yes, <laughs> I love the uh, Shield Bros. The uh, Reeve they and Orma. are super cool, and I have no idea they don't fit in the zone. No. <laughs> well, I mean, it, you just throw whatever you want down here. Say that it made a run at the crypt, and then immediately, yeah. okay, there's a justification. I'm kind of of the opinion that they were just concept art that somebody drew and like ah fuck it throw it in they, they seem art related to the mirror uh night like they're they're these really beautifully designed like ornate creatures but yeah, i don't know you're, you're saying you think it works in this i kind of think it works i like the way that they look like it's the kind of goofy that i tend to appreciate in souls mm-hmm. games where it's not serious like they're silly enemies and it didn't work like their idea of like we're just going to use giant shields mm-hmm. was unsuccessful yeah um you know in the in in their assault and uh it just kind of like makes a sense as like a a one-off evolutionary dead end like if there were more of these guys if they appeared in other areas i'd be a little bit annoyed Mm -hmm. but the idea of there just being these two these two brothers or two two knights that came up with this cosplay gimmick and made a run at the (laughs) crypt yeah like i'm pretty into it um also you can they're actually a little difficult and 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 dual wield them and do all the stuff that they're doing yeah which I really want to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think that they don't work. I just don't know why they're like they they they, they don't seem to be of a piece of anything. Is yeah, my, is, is my biggest concern thematically. Yeah, which is fine. Like I did, I did, I dig on that goofiness too. But like that, that that's the only reason. And I drew something that looks cool. Like I've heard dumber reasons to put things in games. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep, yep. 
Yeah, I never actually got the. Um, so, you, so you go through and you fall down, and there's a room with a different exits and uh, <laughs> and a bell ringing, buddy, here. <laughs> and uh, the trick is you go through the exit that has the track in the ground. Mm-hmm. What is that track? Like it looks like a minecart should go it's, there or something for bringing in the dead. It uh, yeah. it reminded me of um, like a channel you put in the ground in like a uh, what are they called? It's uh, slaughterhouse sacrifices. Um, <laughs> Sacrifices yeah, like a, or um, like what, is, what is one of those? Like yeah, abattoir. like blood ch- abattoir. That's the word I am yeah. searching for. It reminded me of that, which made it seem really creepy. A and there is like a pit right afterwards. Uh, yeah, yeah, blood pit. Yeah, blood, yeah, blood, blood pit. Yeah, blood groove. Yeah. You're familiar <laughs> with blood grooves and blood groove. pits. I'm glad. Yeah, my vampire yeah. funk band, blood groove. <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, <laughs> that's what happens at the beginning of Blade. They go into a blood, blue, blood groove. Um, <laughs> The, yeah, so that's the way to go, though, and that's what I remember now. Yeah. <laughs> is head towards the track. Yeah. Ooh, boy, because this, this turns, turns into yeah. And you, you can you can actually like defend the bells a little bit as you are trying to take out those uh you know the the the, the gravestones that the uh, ring wraiths spawn from, because there is stuff to find in here, especially if you're a sorcerer, right? Um, I've, I've never found this before. Yes. So this is news to me. Yes, there's a Pharaoh's contraption that uh, bra- that gets you into uh, kind of a false room with Olinford's staff, um, and Olinford is just kind of one of those weird one-off characters that's only mentioned in a in an item description. He is the father of sorcery in Melfia, and um, mm-hmm. seeking more knowledge, kind of in a in a Logan-like fashion, he ventured into the crypt um, to learn more and expand his knowledge, and in doing so, kind of gave up his humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Is it a good staff? Uh, yes, it is. It, it is uh, functional if you're just doing pure sorcery, I believe. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Something. Something isn't, we uh, we isn't forgot. That the strongest one for pure sorcery. Believe so. There's there's another one actually. The one you get at the uh, dragon shrine is the uh, uh, the one okay. that is the equivalent of the uh, the crystal um, one. Something we we neglected to mention um, that's a little bit earlier than this is there's a hidden area if you drop off of a, a ledge, and the torch that you can light up. Mm-hmm. In here is one of like makes this one of the most striking like set pieces in the game. I think um, there's an area. I think it's between this last room, like before Alicia. Um, you fall off this ledge, and there's a little torch. And if you light it, it lights up. You know, does it like rows of gigantic statues of women holding flaming sconces? Yeah. Um, oh wow! I never saw that. Neither have I. I've read about it, it's, but I haven't done it. Like I, I read about it in doing prep for the show. It's really impressive. Um, it's not that helpful. Like it does. Mm-hmm. It's one of these things. that's like very hidden and just. I mean, you get another soul from like that's down there. I think you get some kind of item, but it's mostly you know an aesthetic reward for a difficult thing to do, um, which cool. I really like. Yeah, yeah, I dig that. Yeah, and it's just it's beautiful. Like it just looks really really cool. Imagine that whole hall. You know, the the first hall where the I think it's this hall with the shortcut with that bridge, mm-hmm. um, just lit up with with gigantic fire. You know, fire pits yeah. being held by huge statues. Sign me up. So, yeah, definitely uh, check it out. Hmm. So, yeah, and that leads into another great set piece: this uh, grand hall, right? With with the statues on the ceiling. Yeah, it looks so good. Yeah, like that's so disconcerting. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and um, boy, does this have a sense of gravity, right? Yeah, this yeah. this room is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, like like I don't know. Whenever whenever the Souls games throw out symmetry, I know that you know shit's about to get serious. <laughs> yeah. you know, especially with how untouched all of this kind of seems. 
Yeah. So there's a, a uh, there's an easy mistake to make here too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bell bro. Yeah. Down there. Try trying to take him out and then ringing the bell yourself by accident. What? Who would do that? Not King Fuck Up. <laughs> King Fuck Up of the O Mountain. Yeah. King, yeah. King Fuck Up and the Goof Prince. Um, <laughs> On yeah. 95.7. King, oh my King Fuck Up and the Goof Prince. I'm <laughs> Goof Prince. <laughs> and I'm the King Fuck Up. Um, yeah. If, even if you don't like it is it is difficult not to ring that bell if you're fighting with melee you have to lure him away <laughs> yeah yeah he just really wants to ring that bell too it's his whole thing yeah it's his it's his reason for being yeah. and why not bells are great look he's got a job he's feeling <laughs> yeah. good far be it for me to to shit on somebody who's found their calling make the world go uh, around <laughs> the armor you get from the guys down here is really cool yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh the, well do you mean both of them are cool do you mean the pyromancers or the um the knights. Yes. The knights. The knights you can get some really cool armor from down here. Yeah. They're both good. Which I, like, uh, they, I remember uh, it having some really weird lore about like it being a mockery of some hero. Yeah, this is uh the, the, the it's Scion's set. Um yes, he's the yes. he was Vendrick's most loyal uh loyal defender and they made uh they, they they made replicas of his of his favorite armor. But when whoever put it on goes mad. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yep. Curse items. <laughs> great yes um and mostly this is just like it, this will probably take you a long time to get through but we're not gonna talk about that long because it's just a, a big gauntlet of of knights mm -hmm. of cyan knights to defeat yeah and if you get through it um you get to one of my favorite boss fights in the game um up until i got so to the cool. the option hidden optional boss and then up until the dlc this was my favorite <laughs> boss fight for a long time uh velstat the royal aegis Which, this isn't my edit, but I'm more or less demanding that Cole put in a good chunk of the music for this guy here, because it's probably my favorite track. And the reason why is that the music for this fight was composed with the idea that there would be semi-random bell chimes mm -hmm. in it from his weapon. And the way that, like, accents the song sounds so fucking good. Yeah. Like, like if you just go on YouTube and listen to the song, it's not great. But when you're fighting him and you're actually having him, like, have these percussive bell sounds every time he tries to you know hit you with his staff like it just sounds so good this it, is my favorite real... weapon in dark souls 2 from a design standpoint like this this enormous mace that is also a bell so that he can cast uh, miracles it's just so cool mm -hmm. it's great yeah it's so dangerous the, too man, well the cutscene too when you first go in here mm -hmm. like it's not you know like the it's so subtle like him just like sitting there kind of meditating and then just kind of looking up you know mm -hmm. he's here as you come in it's so good yeah uh, yeah and uh he's not hollow like you actually see his face he is you know he, he is whole so he's in his right mind he's just this devoted yeah 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 um he he is the uh the one of vendrick's right hands or his right hand or his left hand i can't remember which one and uh, we'll meet his his other hand way 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 later <laughs> way later um, but for now, this is just, uh, as far as we know, just his main lieutenant. Yeah. Who's here. And he's meant to invoke Garl Vinland from Demon's Souls. Yeah. Yeah. Which which is awesome, too. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and this is this is effectively a duel fight. You know, he's 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 a little bit. There are some shades of Artorius here. You know, like insofar as he will turn to dark magic about halfway through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, it's just it's just great. He telegraphs his moves, so it feels fair. It feels you know, it feels like they're giving you a way out, and that you know the the, the bell chimes lend that gravity to it. Yeah. He also doesn't have that. Uh, a lot of Dark Souls two bosses have this auto tracking on their attacks. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. this guy feels like you can really dodge him and fight him, and it, it's a really satisfying encounter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love the animation when he cast uh, spells with the chime, where he, like he rings it over each shoulder, like yes. that. Like it looks like, um, you know, like a benediction. Like it looks like an actual thing from from a real world religion mm-hmm. to me. Um, it just it's, it's a really really nice little detailed attack that he does. So good. Yeah. I don't know. I also think you can summon Agdane here, although I wish I could do the same moves that he does with the Crypt Black Sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a magician with that thing, and it's a great sword. It's what I use on my hex build. But, um, yeah, the Dark, dark Drift. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. But bo- boy, oh boy, uh, does he know how to make that thing dance. Yeah. Well, he's he's the ultimate badass, as we mentioned. Yeah. The... um. Yeah. So this, there's not, again, there's not as much to say about this fight. Like, it is just a really good duel. Um, but it, it was my favorite for a long time and uh, in, in Dark Souls 2, and it stands up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this mm-hmm. one this one's really cool. For me, the the Mirror Knight won, won really me over more. Well. Like, I thought the, yeah. just the, the mechanical design and the aesthetics were amazing, but I, I love the, uh, the Valstad fight. Have you, um, David, have you played the, the DLCs at all? I've not yet. I really need to. My, uh, I've changed my home setup so I can't get my 360 online. So I think I'm just going to play through again on the PC and get the DLC that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, they're, they're uniformly excellent. And the, excellent. Uh, the boss fights in the most recent one, it has my favorite boss fight in, in Dark Souls 2. It has an amazing boss fight. Awesome. And it's super, super good. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, not that much. I like you know I like Felstat. It's interesting though when you when you kill him, you get his soul, and his soul is corrupt and like it's like a Nishandra soul, like it's um like tinged purple or blue. I'm colorblind. I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah, but it, it's I'm tinged that color. Too. Of, like, Let's be friends. Yeah. <laughs> High five, hand boom thing <laughs> boom. Um. <laughs> let, let, let me see here. Soul, soul of Felstat. I, I I didn't copy this down for the notes. I will. Uh, oh man, yeah, it's purple. It it, yeah. it it is purple, and it uh, looks yeah. real, real real dark. Mm-hmm. And that is where you can get the uh, the the sacred chime hammer, you know his yeah. his his whole cool. weapon from. Uh, or you can get the sacred oath miracle, which I do not know what it does. Let's have Cole read from wikis. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think might be the, the one that buffs. Buffs one. Yeah, I think it's a party buff one. Yeah, yeah, uh, devised by warriors who once served God, the God of the Sun. Dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, no. what's the dough? Oh, it just makes me sad. Yeah. Sorry, son, bro. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you're feeling good. <laughs> you, 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 you've killed Velstad. It was a really good fight. Maybe you're a little pumped. You're going to go fight <laughs> you're go see the king. What's next? Yeah, the, the king, this whole thing. Like, you're going to go kill him. Nishandra's right. You know, he's been guarding himself. You had to go kill the king so you can take the throne. And, and beat the game. Uh, and then... Yeah, you'd be, exactly. You're you're heading to the end of the game, and then bam. I mean, really, um, like right now, you're you're probably if this is your first time through thinking, I'm gonna go beat the game. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm gonna go I, I definitely I did. Like I knew there were a bunch of closed doors and stuff that I missed, but I thought they were optional things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you need to be kingly um, doors. So I really thought this was just going to open up into a thing. And, and it does. <laughs> Again, just soundtrack stuff. Cole, use a lot of this music. Yeah, you don't um, have to tell me to. <laughs> I, I know I don't. I just, yeah. Um, yeah, this yeah. music is amazing. But yeah, yeah. Bundrick, who you, who's, you've been living in his shadow the whole game. Mm-hmm. And walking in his footsteps and seeing his works. And yeah. this is entirely without ceremony, which is what I love most about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you just see, like, you see something moving down there. You see something down at the bottom of these stairs and at the end of this hallway. Yeah. What's and it's just big hollowed out Bendrick walking in slow sad circles. Yeah. Just naked King Grandpa just <laughs> shuffling yep. around. Oh yeah, that's yep. It's it's Hobo Grandpa <laughs> slowly dragging his sword. Yeah, yeah. Um, was he was he big when he went in there, or does he get big as a result of whatever is hollowing him out? He was big. He was big. Okay. Well, he, the, it's interesting because the the thrones in his in his castle are big. The his sitting rumpus room in the shrine of Amana is not big. Well, that was yeah. For he's guess. got a little normal. Yeah, his guest, guest chair. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, it's, I don't put that much stock in that, but a lot of people um, talk about that a lot when they're kind of making suppositions about this game. Mostly because I think size changing is a silly <laughs> idea to take seriously. <laughs> like, oh, when you get powerful, you get big, or like like that just seems. Like a like a dumb superpower thing to me. It doesn't yeah, seem like has the I appropriate gravitas. Giants. Yeah, like, that could be. He just got infected with a little bit of giantism. <laughs> so he's got, he's taste. got butthole face now. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. Like so. Like the, the the one time where I would believe the size changing thing is if you actually like hold true to the, this. The, you know, this is a legend that is told later. Mm. And like, oh, it's being blown out of proportion, and you know, much like a Greek myth, somebody who is, you know, large, you, know, you know, large in political stature or large in, you know, battle prowess would be physically larger, right? Yeah. But I don't, I don't know that I buy into that reading so much. So yeah, it it's might interesting. Have, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So my favorite detail in this room is are his clothes. Yeah. The the pile like on the floor, it's... like a puddle. Yep. Just like, oh, there's. Why? Why is this happening? That he that he uh, <laughs> strips that he stripped them off either as he was losing his mind to this dementia, which is a thing that people do when they're losing their mind to dementia, is strip naked because like what are these clothes doing on me? Or is like this kind of pseudo religious like I need to purify myself or stand naked before this force that I don't understand? Or as a as as like a, a, a gesture of defeat, right? There are like so many things that you can read into the fact that he has purposefully taken his clothes off. Yeah, or it's hot. It's, it's damn hot down here. Yes. I mean, I can't take off my sweater. I'm hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but it, it is it is awesome and sad. And the fact that he doesn't react when you attack him, like it it took me so much time to like get up the balls to attack him because I'm like, I don't want to fuck this up. It's really beautiful and <laughs> great, but it's Dark Souls, so I have to try everything. And then he did. there's no reaction. There's no health bar or anything. And we're going to talk about the fight when we do kind of wrap-up stuff mm-hmm. later just because this episode's already running long. But uh, the fact that there's no reaction, I was like, oh, he's not. You can't kill him or anything. He is just here to bum you the fuck out Yeah. Like for, for getting here. And uh, How long do you yeah. think King Fuckup waited before attacking him? 
<laughs> I think you probably <laughs> you, you probably fired arrows at him from the stairs. <laughs> Yeah. This makes me sound like I just play through like Dark Souls like it's run and gun. And <laughs> yeah. honestly, I don't. But for whatever reason, I made some dumb choices in these areas. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted the game to be over. That's why you're the king. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, can, 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 I, can I throw a couple more out here? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how, how closely does this parallel Gwyn, who is yeah. hollow and crazy and diminished when you find him? Um, and has sad music yes. as opposed to triumphant music. Yeah. Or, or how about, um, you know, the fact that he is walking in circles, right? Indicating the obsession that Halloween brings and also the cyclical nature of things. I know I'm getting like English major 101, but like this is th- th- this is one of the most singular moments in the game, I think. Yeah. All of the uh, all of the Souls games have these these sad boss characters um, like Demon Souls had the sort of sad and the character we've got Vendrick here as the sad monarch and then we have Gwyn as as sad demented monarch mm-hmm. it sucks being mm-hmm. the king <laughs> hence yeah. the king fuck up yes yeah. <laughs> you're gonna fuck up the whole you're a real disruptor you're gonna fuck up the whole paradigm with that <laughs> gonna yeah <laughs> no ifs when yeah. <laughs> the, um, yeah yeah I, I really really like this encounter mm-hmm. and uh, I like getting the king's ring because it gives you that Metroid element where you can go back and explore stuff. Yeah. Like, it feels like the whole world's open to you, but it's only kind of. Mm-hmm. You can beat the game <laughs> up to the very end and not beat it. Yeah. Or you can <laughs> you can go in the other path. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And as you're walking back out of the crypts, um, the Emerald Herald alludes to what your other path should be. Uh, very specifically, go to the lands to the east, except you didn't realize, oh, this the, like there are no directions here. Yeah. Well, also, so check this out, though, with that dialogue. Um a lot of, we talked a lot about whether the um, the Emerald Herald is the fourth firekeeper and who that is. The fact that she just quotes the old lady from the beginning mm-hmm. here, like you're going to you know, walk those grounds without really knowing why, with the exact same cadence and, and words, mm-hmm. like really implies to me that she is the fourth firekeeper and is also the old lady from the beginning. Hmm. Like, doesn't that seem like a, like almost too much of a coincidence to not be that i well, didn't notice and like, that when i played actually that's amazing yeah um there's a, the latest um body video video is talking about um translation mm-hmm. things like things that are lost in the translation of the game and they talk about um how the emerald herald explicitly and it's a word that there isn't a translation but how she can project like different versions of herself okay so like the version of the dragon airy is the real version of her when she says it, but the reason why she's everywhere is because she's not really there. It's like a, a ghost spirit forum kind of thing. Yeah. So, which, you know, fits in with that, like the fact that she could be in this other place telling you to go through oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. the thing and sending you on your quest, which plays into like ultimately what I suspect about her motivations and stuff with while having a totally like having a 30% complete picture of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but uh, what I was going to fire off, um, and this literally just came to me, um, what other order of uh, people who had incredible powers, uh, supernatural even, uh, was made up entirely of young women? Firekeepers no, and Milfanito. Witches? witches? Yeah, yes, witches. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like what, what if there, what if there's some kind of like link between the Firekeepers and Milfanito, and that's, and, hmm. and, and that's why she, you know, like they seem to be projecting to each other like this? Um, hmm. yours because it comes from what could be the source text is you know probably more reliable than that 
but um, it very much could be that they're you know sharing this knowledge, and it's possible yeah, I mean, that the maybe the have that had that hive mind going. So that definitely makes sense as to why Emerald Herald would be able to, like maybe she actually just is all those places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and so and you know my my supposition would be that maybe Nito had tried to assemble his own firekeepers, um, you know, kind of in his image as as he was trying to rebuild stuff. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I like that. But it's just I remember because the first time I was here because of bonfire warping and homeward bones, I didn't even know that she was in this chamber with me. I never <laughs> even thought to turn around. I like got the ring and I was like, OK, I'm out of here. Homeward bone. But like the first time I did it and she said that dialogue, I was like, Jesus Christ. That is that's huh. Huh. Um, I'm, maybe I'm not the only one to ever make this uh, make this connection. But is homeward bone a homeward bound joke? <laughs> yeah, you got sure. chance you got goldie uh, hawn yeah <laughs> um i've always wondered I, I, what that item was in the original translation <laughs> it's a milo and Otis joke um, oh okay yeah a lot a lot so of animals had to levels. die to bring us that homeward bone <laughs> so well i mean you have a lot of different homeward bones you collect yeah. so yeah we, we went through a lot of otis's yeah to get that. <laughs> there's there, there's also homeward bone too but that just takes you to san francisco yeah, yeah. Homeward Bone 2, Baby's Day Out. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so that's now that we have the King's Ring, we can mm-hmm. be kingly. In a thing that really shouldn't have been an equivalent item that you have to fiddle with your inventory every time you go through a door. Oh, yeah. goodness gracious. I don't care for that. Um, <laughs> Not one but we're bit. Heading, and if you thought this was an episode that covered a lot of ground, just wait until you get to the next episode. <laughs> we cover even more ground. Um, we're talking about Aldia's Keep and uh, the Dragon's Airy and the Dragon's Shrine. And we're going to be joined well, by the game Alex Ike. inexplicably keeps going. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, see, well, that's that's true. We were, we were talking about that. Um, we're going to be joined by Alec Ike, who runs the uh, the Blighttown Beacon uh, website, <laughs> which is a fake news thing from Dark Souls that is pretty funny. Yeah. And also a good dude. Yeah. So. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. That's going to be good times yeah so yeah um david thank you yes thank you very much oh no problem i was glad to relive some uh some tragic memories sort of crisis (laughs) bond with you guys it was a good time (laughs) crisis bond (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I really really appreciate it Mm -hmm. um yeah where um where can people find you on the internet Oh, gosh. If, uh, if you well, want to. Com- oh, sure. Find <laughs> me. It's easy. I mean, I have a completely unique name. So if you just Google my name, you'll you'll find all the variations of me. But Twitter's probably the best place to, place to find me. You can find me as a, at O-N-I Davin, um, which is a, a screen name a 13-year-old comes up with and then <laughs> keeps throughout his entire life because we don't become professionals when we age. We just uh, remain king fuck up. So, yeah. yeah. Emperor fuck up. The uh, uh, you you I imagine that you uh, probably learned what an oni was at the same time I did. So oh, in anime club, yeah, in anime club, I learned <laughs> yeah. in anime club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, yeah. So the, yeah, thanks again for joining us. Yeah, and you guys should follow no David on Twitter because he's funny. Where can people find us, Cole? Well, they can find us, um, uh, let's say, facebook.com slash bonfireside chat. Maybe juice that let's. up a little bit. Yes, let's. 
Um, also, uh, if you're looking to uh, explore our bountiful back catalog, it is at duckfeed.tv slash chat. We've talked about, you know, the Wholesale series so far and a couple of the influences. Uh, some people have mentioned the Berserk episodes again, um, which is which is pretty good, especially related to our recent conversations about anime. Um, so maybe mm-hmm. check those out if you're looking for where some of this crazy stuff in the Soul series comes from. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, they're all good stuff. And then we have a bunch of other shows that you should check out that you can find at Duckfeed TV. Duckfeed.tv is your one-stop shop for entertainment if you only like us. <laughs> if you like other things, um, which you probably do, you probably need more than one stop. Yeah. Like a one-stop shop is an overrated idea, like a non-stop thrill ride. Like I'm okay making multiple stops. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and a non-stop thrill ride. Like you need you need a thrill refractory period or you're just going to be thrilled out the whole time. Like I I need one for about 45 minutes and then after 3 thrills I'm done. So take an after Sorry. a week. <laughs> we got we got real blue all of a sudden. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, Sorry, this, this show's total bro down, just in case you didn't realize. Yeah. So the uh, broing yeah. out. Um, but yeah, we're talking so about. Do that. We're talking about eating burritos. I think that's what a refractory period is. Like you eat a burrito and yeah. then it's like, man, I can't eat another burrito. I don't want another yeah. burrito right now. But pretty soon, you want another burrito again. Yeah. 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 I, I don't. I, it's not like my last burrito ever. I know I want another burrito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I have a burrito waiting for me after this podcast. Oh, <laughs> that, that's I'm true. so excited. That's true. He <laughs> mentioned it during, during the, uh, the break. Um, We're going to get yeah. that so sweet burrito. Going to burrito up. <laughs> yeah, burrito up. Burrito. Burrito. Yeah, so we won't keep you from your burrito for too much longer. No. Um, yeah, I think that that's pretty good. And then, uh, as we mentioned, our uh, Patreon campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, Patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV. Every little bit helps a lot. Yes, it does. Um, yeah. I didn't know you guys had a Patreon. I'm going to jump on that right now. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah. It's for, yeah, for the, the whole network, so I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, cool. So if you support this show, you have to support our, our radically right-wing white supremacy <laughs> show. That's not Shit. true. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like, there's a writer bill attached to the Patreon. Um, that's yeah, a joke, me, right? man. Um, I, I don't want to drag things on, but I don't know that we've mentioned it. If, you're going, if you are in the Pacific Northwest, check oh, out yeah. the Portland Retro Games Expo. Um, on October the 18th and 19th, we're going to be doing a live performance of Watch Out for Fireballs, talking about uh, Street Fighter 2, and we're going to have a booth there set up. Yeah. Yeah. Come uh, come play Street Fighter against us and come watch us talk about Street Fighter. And uh, and despite all of my plans, not be very good at it. Like, I've been practicing <laughs> for a long time and I'm still not good at it. I still can't do frame counts and late hits and reversals and any of that stuff. I, I know nothing. Yeah. So... Know what they are? Um, yeah, you should definitely come to that. So until uh, until next time, what can they do? Cool. Uh, they can seek misery, lest this mm-hmm. land swallow them whole. Umbasa, umbasa. And we all pray that we will have far more soon. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds. That's, that's earned. <laughs> no, it's an earned. That snicker. was that was a snicker of joy and just pure. You know when you you look across the room and you see someone wearing the same shirt that combines two things into one meme joke and you feel kinship. <laughs> that I know what that shirt is. Oh, uh, I know fun. those things. <laughs>